Hello, everyone. This is John Asplund, Superintendent of District 205. Thank you for tuning in to the Galesburg 205 podcast. We will be talking to many different people within the school district during these podcasts, and this week I'm happy to welcome Mr. Devon Urels to the show. Mr. Urels is a family engagement specialist at Churchill Junior High School. Welcome, Devon. Hello. Welcome, everyone that's listening. <laughs> I'm sure it's in the millions by now. I mean, this is probably just caught fire. I was thinking billions. Well, I mean, we can undershoot it. I mean, okay. if it's gotten to China and India, we got a good chance, right? Well, if China will play it. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I think it's okay. Yeah, you never yeah. know. Uh, so uh, for, for the people out there in the, in the listening land who don't know you or, or maybe don't know a lot about you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up here at, at Churchill Junior High School? Absolutely. So Devon Urels, uh, family engagement specialist at Churchill, uh, grew up in Cairo, Illinois. That is the southern tip uh, of the state. So uh, at the end of our town, there are two bridges, Missouri and Kentucky. So grew up in the southern part of the state, uh, enjoyed it, uh, played sports, um, was involved in music, uh, things like debate and student council. I enjoyed all of those things in junior high and high school. Uh, went off to college in 2001. Uh, graduated um, with a degree in business administration and sociology, um, then started working as an admission counselor at my alma mater, which is Illinois College. Worked there for three years, came to Galesburg to work for Knox College, and I was there for 13 years until I got to Churchill Junior High this September, where I began as the family engagement specialist. It's been a a whirlwind um, coming from higher education now to secondary education, so a big learning curve, uh, but I am enjoying it. Um, daily tasks are, uh, it could be one day um, I could be meeting with students one-on-one, getting to know who they are, uh, providing resources. Um, I am the person that supports and builds them up. So uh, I tell the students I don't judge who they are. I'm going to listen to them and help them navigate their world. And if there's something that's really been eye-opening for me coming over into the district is um, how much students, um, how, how much resources students need and how challenging Um, students' lives really are. And I just don't remember that from my junior high and high school world. And there there are a lot of factors that exist now versus 20 years ago when I was going through the process of of junior high and high school. But um, it's it's just clear that the students have lots of challenges. And I'm just excited and happy to be the person to help them navigate some of those challenges. And and this is a new position this year within the school district. And so um, you know, you're you're kind of building the bridge as you walk on it in terms of the job description and, and everything. I mean, we had thoughts of what we thought the job would be, and you, and you described it very well. Um, but you know, we're we're very much feeling our way through um, this. I would love to say post-pandemic world, but we're not really there, are we? It's it's interesting. I mean, I would like to say post as well, but I mean, as we see uh, with the Omicron variant and still the Delta variant going around and all who, whatever new variants coming out, all the Greek letters, we're going to go through them all. Sounds like, um, it's scary. It's tough. You know, students uh, want to be in school and they get the call <laughs> saying, Oh, someone's positive or they're positive and they're gone. And just to see their face, uh, just deflate because they want to be there. They want to learn. They definitely don't want to be in <laughs> remote. It's clear. They don't want to do that again. Uh, but to see their hopes deflate as they're, they have to be gone for 10 days. So it's interesting. Uh, but I, I love it. I love being in the row. I love uh, hanging out with the students and making them laugh and chatting with them. Uh, some are tough cookies. Some have harder shells than others, but um, I'm up for the challenge. Uh, well, and I, yeah, I, I, we, we knew you would be, and you're doing a fantastic job at Churchill, and we're really thankful you came to work for the school district. And that's Knox's loss and our gain. But um, so you, you made mention of it a little bit earlier that, 
that what you're seeing here uh, in 2021 in, in Knox County, Illinois, is different than what you experienced growing up. So without getting any obviously specific cases, but, um, you know, wh what do you what was the biggest difference that you noticed, like what you thought junior high would be when you walked in the door in September versus what you're experiencing now? I thought it was going to be students that are excited to learn. They're happy. They're just, um, and maybe that's just my own naiveness or naivete, however you say it. I don't know, Webster, you have to correct me. But <laughs> again, my junior high experience was, was fun. But sure, that's coming from a male perspective. Um, I didn't have a lot of challenges. I went, I was bullied, uh, but it, I guess it didn't phase me as much as some of my, you know, friends growing up. Um, but I just thought it was going to be a place where, you know, it's not like students were excited and love to learn, but they like to be there and like to have fun and be with their friends. Um, but what I see is students, they struggle and they, they struggle with motivation. Uh, they struggle with, uh, just enjoying learning. They want to be in school because they like to see their friends sure. and they want uh, to, to have fun. But I wasn't expecting that. Uh, and nor was I expecting um, just the high level of, 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 of students that are struggling with mental health challenges. Um, I knew that, you know, we all as a society are struggling. Uh, and so seventh and eighth graders are not immune to that. But I wasn't expected for the high number of students that you know that are struggling in various ways with uh, with with mental health challenges. So I think that's what really I, I won't use the word alarm because that's probably too strong. But I think that surprised me. Yeah, yeah. That for for people that haven't been inside of public school in a while, it, you know, the world has changed a lot in the last mm -hmm. 20, 30 years, and uh, you know, students unfortunately now are confronted with a lot of hurdles that maybe you and I weren't confronted with when we were kids. Um, and, and, you know, there are so many challenges that a lot of kids face now that it's learning might be significantly down on the list of things for them to, to worry about. And so that's why we have positions like yours, uh, to try to start to bridge that gap and to get, uh, to get kids, uh, hopefully back on track to, to start, uh, prioritizing learning, because obviously that's a, that's something that's going to be so valuable for their future. So, uh, every situation is different, of course, but as you bring a student in to talk to them, how do you go about trying to bridge that gap? How do you get them to, what are some of the strategies you use to try to get them to, to see the value of an education? Well, I think the first step, like the first step of any conversation is getting to know them. And um, one thing I do remember being uh, 12 and 13 is I remember there were so many people that were telling me what to do, <laughs> uh, get dressed get up, do this, do that. And I, I, I even say that with them. I say, I'm not that in that role all the time. I want to get to know who you are. And they appreciate that. So I, one strategy is asking about them. What do you enjoy? What do you like? Tell me something about you. And so I really take all of the, uh, all of the pressure off of them to perform. Like there's nothing, just be yourself. And some of them don't know. They don't know who they are. They don't yeah. know what they like. They don't know what they're into. Um, so I just started asking them about themselves. Tell me, tell me about what's going on as far as uh, in the school. Tell me about family life. Tell me about home life. And then they start to open up that shell a bit. Then we start uh, to navigate into classes, favorite teachers, um, um, 
favorite moments in in school and then once that that shell is opened up we can kind of penetrate and talk about lack of motivation or or whatever it is one thing that i've really enjoyed is sure the the role was created you know partially to make sure that the students uh, that need the resources are getting them but i always don't i don't want to forget about the students that are at least academically you know doing extremely well yeah sometimes those students also have struggles sure social and emotionally uh can can just be starving <laughs> for some type of attention or connection but if we don't see it because they have straight a's and they're doing well and so making sure that i'm picking up on those students as well because i've had a number of students that have come in with straight a's and life is tough yeah uh, in, in lots of different ways so again the first step is just building a relationship with them getting to know them um, not that they're going to trust me with everything, but at least uh, they'll trust me with some things and I can start to um, to just chat with them about opportunities that can help them, uh, teachers uh, that will go to bat for them, that will help them. Uh, but for most students, they're just looking for connections. Well, and that's a great insight that you're, you know, it's not, it's not just a student that's doing poorly in school that has mm-hmm. struggles. I mean, that, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of different struggles. And uh, and that's a keen insight on your part to make sure that you're you're looking at all facets of a kid's life because, you know, just because they might be thriving in one place doesn't mean that they're thriving everywhere. And just because they have bad grades doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know, you can't lump them all into the same category. They're not monolithic. These are everybody's different. And yeah, I mean, it's just this goes back to uh, just understanding that there's always a reason that's there for a behavior, whatever the behavior is, there's a reason, there's a reason the student uh, is thriving in lots of different areas. Well, yeah, maybe there are people in that student's lives uh, that are doing some things that are positive in that student's life that they can replicate, that they can emulate, or maybe it's the opposite. Right. <laughs> there are people in that student's lives uh, that are not as positive and they're emulating and replicating those behaviors as well. And so what I love it, it's, you know, my favorite interaction so far this year was sitting down and chatting with a student. And I, I just asked the question, I said, well, well, what, who's your favorite teacher? And the student said, I like them all. <laughs> <laughs> like them Good all. answer. Yeah, it was. And the student was truly genuine. Yeah. <laughs> they loved to learn. We're excited. And I was like, wow, like, can I bottle you? Right. <laughs> like, can I just walk you around with me all day and let you tell this story? And so that's been great. And then on the other side of it, I think the, the challenging, uh, most challenging students so far uh, have been the ones that they don't want to talk. Right. And that's tough for me as a being a people pleaser. <laughs> like, I'm going to get this student. I'm going to help them. But I have to realize that for some students, it's going to be Glacier and just having a smile and a wave is a lot. Right. Well, I had, <laughs> a, so, I had a, a mentor of mine once tell me that uh, sometimes conversations are like link, links in a chain. Your conversation was important but you might be the seventh out of 200 and it's really the 200th, but you need the seventh to get to the eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I always think about that. That may, you're probably having more of an impact than you think, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it's just, you might not be able to see it right now. Mm-hmm. That's a good insight. Yeah. So uh, I want to go back a little bit, a little bit more about you. So growing up in Cairo, mm-hmm. so I had a, a social studies teacher in high school tell us one time, he said, Illinois, if you go to the Southern border and you go all the way to the East side of the country, you hit Richmond, Virginia. If you go to the north border of Illinois and you go east, you'll hit Boston, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And so think about Illinois in north-south terms. It's yeah. a huge state. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you grew up 
in Richmond, Virginia, at least in terms of uh, you know climate, mm-hmm. uh, in Cairo, Illinois, which is a place probably a lot of, I've I've happened to have been there, but mm-hmm. probably a lot of people uh, in in Galesburg haven't been to Cairo. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, how is life different in Cairo versus Galesburg? Yeah, I mean, I loved growing up at home. I mean, we knew everybody. The school district was smaller, so my entire high school was about two hundred and forty students. That's nine through twelve. I knew my teachers, some of my teachers taught my parents. And so <laughs> it was, it felt more small townish. I mean, it was a small town, uh, 5,000 people when I was there. Um, but I think now I mean, the major differences between um, th- there and here now, I mean, economics, yeah. economics play uh, a huge part. Um, you know, our, our town, our hometown struggles financially. Um, not a lot of jobs uh, in the mid nineties, the two factories um, moved out of town, no different from most places within uh, the United States, and that really um, had a depressed, uh, had a depression on our uh, on our community and our city. So, um, being trying to rebound for thirty years has been difficult, and so uh, people are forced to to leave outside the community for work, um, which leaves a lot of holes, a lot of despair, a lot of hopelessness. And so, but it's still home. Yeah. I, my family's there. My grandparents are there. Uh, it's a, it's a great place, a uh, good community. Uh, the community is mostly African-American. So I did grow up in a town, uh, and, and went to a high school of 90, 95% of my high school was black. So that was a big difference, especially coming to the district now. Right. And, and there's a really, uh, a strong sense of, uh, of cultural diversity. Again, for me, um, the fact that there are students that are from from all different types of backgrounds and languages that are being spoken are great, but I see a big difference when it comes to faculty staff throughout the schools, right. especially at Churchill. I'm the only person, of, well, only African American uh, staff member at the school, so that's a big difference. And even in my small town, uh, we had a diversity of staff. Yeah. Even though the students were pre- predominantly African American, we had a diverse staff. And you know, I was having this conversation uh, with my wife. And she had mentioned something to me that it just kind of shocked me. She was like, yeah, I've never had a black teacher. Oh, and I was like, whoa, you know, and, you know, being in a biracial relationship, we have lots of conversations right. about different things. And uh, so that's a big difference. And I know uh, we are working hard as a district to to identify all different types of people and strengths and cultural diversity is one of them to fill in our position. So I think that's the biggest thing that I see differently in the school district. And, and as well as the town, uh, but again, economically, it's probably the biggest thing that I see differently just from small city in Galesburg versus small town uh, in Cairo. But people are people, friendly, nice, uh, some are guarded. Right. Um, it is Southern Illinois, so sometimes uh, the climate is clearly 10 degrees warmer when I go home versus sure the cold is here. Yeah. So those are some of the things that I see are some differences. Uh, and Cairo's the pilots, right? That's, we are the Cairo pilots. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, uh, that's the only school I know with that name. I, I, and well, that it comes from the riverboats. So if you go uh, to Cairo, uh, we are the home of two rivers, the Ohio and the Mississippi. So the largest rivers in the United States, they meet in Cairo, Illinois. So steamboats were extremely popular uh, for a large portion of our of our, our history and so we were the pilots yeah. the steamboat pilots yeah. so so a lot of people it's an air an air pilot like no it's you know the wheel the pilot wheel right was our logo right yeah, yeah it's just I, I i get a kick out of of you know interesting 
you know, names, like where do these come from? And mm -hmm. pilot, you know, silver streaks obviously is unique because the railroad, mm -hmm. but um, you know, the pilots, that's uh, I was, that was always easy to remember because there wasn't another one. Yeah. Yeah. And in my office, I have, uh, I have some pilot gear. And yeah. so I, I always try to bring a piece of all the places I've been. So if you pop in my office, you'll see some things from Illinois college, things from Knox college, things from, from Carroll, things from my Carroll high school days. Uh, I got some things from Carl Sandburg, uh, and um, I'll get some Western Illinois stuff here, <laughs> here soon. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, our our time is at an end here for today. But is there any other things that you would like the listeners to know before we sign off? Uh, you know, just um, just care about our kids. If there's one thing I can really leave you with, uh, whether you're a parent of a student in a district or not, uh, just know that our students really need you. So. Um, check on them, ask them questions, how their day is going, uh, because they need it, we need it. And also check on the teachers. Uh, teachers are doing so well uh, with uh, just teaching students. And again, we're all struggling through this, um, through this post or pandemic, uh, but just loving on each other as best we can. So yeah, that's what I'll leave you with. That's a great message. And thank you very much. Uh, so we'll, we'll have you back at some point in time, but for today, that's all we have. And I'd like to thank my guest, Devon Urals for today. And uh, we'll see, we'll, uh, hopefully have another show for you here in a couple weeks. But for now, this will be the last one for 2021. That's it. Hey, it's a good one to end on. That's sure. right. We're ending on a high note. Here we go.